0: Masakhet Gitin Taf Kaftet The topic today is a messenger appointing another messenger. Ha'mevi get Beret Israel vehala Uh, If someone is bringing a get from one place to another in Israel, the reason why that's important is because since it's in Israel, he does not need to say, If he does need to say it, then it gets more difficult because only the first messenger can say, I was there uh, when it was written. uh, And I saw that it was was written in in front of me. Um, But the second messenger was not there. So that's going to be the subject of the next Mishnah, on Amud Bet, uh, how can a messenger um, from outside the land of Israel appoint another messenger? But right now we're dealing with the simpler case so he doesn't have to say anything and therefore if he's bringing it within that it's Yisrael and the messenger got sick, uh, then he can appoint another messenger he says listen I'm not feeling well take this get and you continue the journey and give it to the wife think of it I will discuss whether he can only do this if he gets sick or if he gets sick is just to giving you an example of why would the messenger not finish the job himself for example he got sick um, but he could do so for any other reason or it doesn't have to be that only if he's sick Okay, that's uh, the first clause. If the husband said, "Listen, I have two jobs for you. Number one, give the this get to my wife. The second one is also while you're there, I want you to get this item from her. Right? I want we're getting divorced, but I want my CD collection. Make sure to get that from me." In that case, the, hus- the the messenger cannot give it to anyone else because the mess the husband what does not want his item his CD collection very precious to him to be in the hands of another right he could say I trust you and you only uh, but not anybody else so there's a distinction here between the get on the the get he would not say that the get listen the get has to get there. Um, the get is not particularly valuable to him. Uh, if it gets lost, okay, they'll have to write a new one, and uh, you know someone will have to pay for it. Maybe the agent will pay for it because it's the agent's responsibility. But the husband doesn't care if this one gets lost, and they write a new one. Right? The point is just that the wife receive a get. Whereas the CD collection, he can never recreate the CD collection, collection ever again. And so he doesn't want it to be in the hands of anybody else. In that case, the messenger cannot appoint another messenger. That's the Mishnah. Amad kahana Halatenan. So Rav Kana says this, is, this case is only if the first agent is sick, right? Um, it says we learn the Mishnah only if he becomes sick. Now, Rav Kana does not seem to be adding anything to the Mishnah. Peshita, halakatane. I know, we have the word Chala in the Mishnah. Rav Kana, what are you teaching us? By telling us that the word chala appears in the Mishnah, we already have it. Because I might have thought that really the first agent can can appoint another agent even if he's not sick, even if he just he gets busy with something else, he's lazy, he doesn't feel like doing it anymore. As someone here that's going that way, uh, in any case, so you're, oh, you're going you're going to that area here. Take this, get on my behalf and you'd be the second messenger so i might think that he can do it in any case and the fact that the mishnah says that he's sick is just giving you a typical example usually uh, uh, the first agent would appoint another because he doesn't feel well and therefore afghanah says no it's specifically only if he's sick if he is completely unable to complete the mission only then and only then can the first Agent, appoint a second agent. Now, hechidameh. Now we want to clarify exactly what are the details of the case. We're going to see these opinions in the B'daytah in a second, um, but we want to know what was the language of the husband when he said, when he appointed the agent. If he said, here, deliver this, get, well, then he just wants it to get there and doesn't really care how. So in that case, even if the first agent does not get sick, he, sh- he should be able to appoint a second agent. And if the husband said, you deliver it, well, then he means you specifically. And even if the first agent got sick, he would not be able to appoint a second agent because the husband says, I want only you to do it. Uh, so right, either in either case, it doesn't. Uh, this is following up on the Rav Kahana, right? When would we have a case that would make a difference whether he's sick or not? If he said, it let it get there, then it, uh, even if he's not sick, he can. And if he says, you take it, then if he's sick, he can't. And if you say, it's Rabban Shemam Gamliel, whose opinion we'll see in a second, Rabban Shemam says, even if he is sick, he is not allowed. Here's the Breita. It's also in the Tosefta. If the husband said, Deliver this, so he didn't say you deliver it, he just wants it delivered, then the agent can appoint a second agent in all cases, even if he's not sick. If he says you send it, then he cannot appoint an agent, no matter what, under any circumstances, um, apparently, right? Even if he's even if he's sick he cannot and uh, this doesn't mention sick or not but since it doesn't mention it it means it's the cross the board it won't matter whether he's sick or not and a bunch of Ben and the shaliach shaliach rashbag says no matter what language the husband uses a shaliach cannot appoint another shaliach and therefore even if he just said the general language deliver this and he didn't say you nevertheless a uh, one agent cannot appoint another agent and therefore right so we have uh Two opinions here: Tanaka Ma and Daspagg. And Tanaka Ma gives uh, has two clauses, two scenarios. But in none of these is does it say anything about being sick or not being sick. And so it looks like for the first one, he should be able to even if he's not sick. And then the second and third, um, where he says you or Daspagg, no matter what the formulation, the agent cannot appoint another agent, and it doesn't doesn't say if he's sick. That's an exception. Doesn't say anything at all. So, how can we reconcile the Mishnah with this Baraita? And we answer in three ways. I know the, the Baraita doesn't say anything about sick, but maybe we have to interpret it that when, can, when do we say that the agent can appoint another agent? Only if he says the word, when he says deliver it, Holech only when he's sick, right? And the Braita was assuming that it's a case when he is sick, and that's uh, one way of reconciling. Or, we're talking about a case where he says, you deliver it, um, in our Mishnah, we're talking about cases you deliver it, and the um, uh, if it's sick, if the person's sick, yes, normally it is. Tanakh, so it is Tanakama, and normally if uh, if the husband says you deliver it, he cannot appoint a shaliach, but that's only if the first shaliach is, feels well. But if he's sick, then he can. Even Tanakama would agree, he can appoint another. So that's a second way of reconciling. And the third way of reconciling is that our Mishnah is the opinion of Rabban Shimon ben Gamaliel, who again says that in general one Shaliyah cannot make a second shaliach if the first one feels well. But if the first one is sick, then he can appoint a second shaliach, And so that is reconcilable with our Mishnah. All right, good. We solved that, and now we're going to see a contradiction. Tenan. hamev get b'israel vechalah raz meshalcho b'yad That's our Mishnah, Within Tannan b'israel, one messenger can appoint another messenger. Or it means, hu amad shnayim tinu get le shtee, od lishlosha kitu get utnule shtee, hade elu yichtu v'itznu, inhu in, av shalach la. We have a Mishnah later on in the Masechet on uh, Daf 66 that says if a husband tells two people, give this give a get to my wife, or if he tells three people, write a get and give it to my wife, they have to write it and give it. They can and they must write it and give it. So, uh, we're focusing on the second case, where he says to three, write it and give it. That's the end of the Mishnah. The Gemara infers that they, yes, they can do it, but they cannot appoint a messenger to do it, and so now we have a contradiction. Our Mishnah says that a messenger can appoint a second messenger, whereas over here, it says That the um, if the husband says to a bit to three people, write it and give it. They have to do it, and they cannot appoint a messenger. So, why is uh, what accounts for the difference between our Mishnah and the later Mishnah? We have two answers. Over there, when he writes, when he says, "Write it and give it," there, the husband, uh, there, there, they cannot appoint someone else because of the degradation of the husband. What's the degradation of the husband? to be the to, to to divorce someone divorce your wife is a negative thing and therefore the husband it doesn't want it to be publicized before it's absolutely necessary eventually it will be publicized right once the is going and gives it to the woman is going to give it in front of betin that will be publicized it has to be public in fact because she has to be able to go and get remarried and so it will become publicized eventually, but right now he didn't even write the get yet, uh, and so the husband doesn't want the uh the three three people to go appoint someone else. He wants the three people to go, and they appoint someone else uh, to be a shaliach. then oh, he told he sent me, and now everybody's going to know about it. The word spreads, and the husband doesn't want the word to spread still while he's still at the at the writing stage of the get that oh did you hear he this guy's writing a get, he's going to divorce his wife. husband wants to keep it quiet until uh, until the end until it has to be publicized and so that's the reason why when he says write it and give it that those three people have to write it and they cannot appoint messengers However, when it comes to the delivery of the get, that's our Mishnah, then that's, already, that's it. The, the get is already written. It's, al- it's already going to be given to the husband to the wife um, uh, now, and then it will be publicized in any case. And that, so therefore, the husband will not care and be particular that this agent, if you want to appoint another agent, and that will be making more publicized, it's going to be publicized in just a few minutes anyway. Alright, so that explains the difference according to Abaye. Ravah says this because it's mere words. Uh, so words are different than, uh, than an item. In uh, this, the, the later Mishnah the older husband said is write and give a, a, a get to my wife. So that's just, this is just a verbal instruction. And so you can't, a verbal instruction cannot be passed on. It's like if I tell my older son, clean up the kitchen, and he, he tells his younger sister, Clean up the kitchen. No, you can't do that. This is a verbal command. Verbal commands cannot be passed on. They're not tangible. Uh, so that does not work. However, if there is a tangible item, like the get, and so I give the get to one person, and so he can give the get to another person, to a second agent uh, to give, because that's something tangible. It can be delivered from one to the next. But verbal, verbal, a verbal command has to come from the husband directly. Um, a, a An agent cannot... Um, reissue a verbal command to someone else. All right. So that is Rava's explanation. And now we ask, my benaihu, what would be a practical difference between abaye and Rava? Ika matana. The difference would be, if I um appoint an agent to write a deed of a gift, I want to give a gift of this piece of land to someone. So I tell someone, uh, uh, uh so I tell an agent, hey, can you write a deed that uh, that I'm giving a gift? Can um, that agent appoint another agent? Well, that would make uh, that would that is subject to a machloket. So there's a parallel machlok between these. These two Amoraim, Moraim Abayan Rava parallel machlok between Rav and Shemuel. de Shmuel. Rava Mar Matana Rav says there's a difference between a gift and a divorce. When it comes to a divorce, the husband does not want this to be publicized prematurely, and therefore when he tells people go and write a get, um, he does not want to be publicized, and therefore those people cannot make a an a cannot set a second agent. However, if it's a gift, well, that's a positive thing, and so if it will be publicized that he's giving a gift, uh, that the gift giver will not care, and therefore the um, the gift giver can appoint an agent, go write a deed of a gift, and then that agent can appoint a second agent. So Rav's distinction uh, fits with Abaye's reasoning. Uh, that's because of degradation, and so is degrading. Giving a gift is not. Shmuel says it's the same law for both. Just like regarding a get, an agent, if, I, if someone t- husband tells an agent write a get, he cannot appoint someone else also with a gift. Um, the agent cannot appoint a second person to write a deed of, um, uh, of uh, giving a gift. And uh, what's the, what, would be the, what would be the reason? Well, that would make sense according to Ravaz's reason that these are mere words. A mere command cannot be transferred. An agent cannot deliver a, just a command to yet someone else, and so it would not work in either case. All right, have, uh, the, when one can only deliver a uh, an actual item, uh, if he's uh, delivering an actual item, then he can pass it on to a second agent. Good. Now we go to the next clause of the Mishnah um uh, so if the uh, agent says i want you to go deliver this get and also uh, i want you to get my cd collection from uh, from my wife um, in that case the husband will can say, No, I don't want my my uh, uh, precious item to be in the hands of another, and so then the agent cannot appoint a second agent. Rashakish says, when I studied this with Rabiudanasi, this is very interesting because we get an insight into how Mishnah was taught. Even by Rabiudanasi, the or the redactor of the Mishnah, you see when he gets to a certain Mishnah he would elaborate. Right, The Mishnah was kind of like an outline of the basic laws, but then a teacher would then say, oh, here's a consequence, a related law to this Mishnah so just like a, a person can say uh, go get this item from for me and that uh, the agent cannot appoint someone else because the sender can say I, I only trust you I don't trust anybody else so a parallel law is that a borrower can't lend out something and a renter cannot uh, rent out the item uh, the apartment right no subleasing I, I have a I own an apartment I uh, I'm renting it out to you because I know you I trust you You're going to keep the apartment clean um and you're gonna pay and on time and all that so i trust you if you go and then put it on airbnb and now random people are coming and trashing the apartment i didn't want it to be rented out to other people so no subletting allowed and similarly i uh lent you my car fine i lent you my car i trust you you can't go and um let someone else drive it i didn't i didn't i don't i I wouldn't trust that person with my car and this makes sense right this is the same principle of um of Mishnah, I trust you to get my CD collection. I didn't trust anybody else. Okay, so that's what Eshlakish, uh says. However, says that's a simple lesson, even uh, little kids know that, elementary school kids know um, know this law. Okay, good. These are advanced elementary school kids, right? But that's like an obvious connection uh, to the Mishnah. The Mishnah must be teaching us something more. Not only is the agent not allowed to appoint someone else when it comes to a monetary... Uh, thing, um, like renting out, uh, 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 subletting, or getting my CD collection. Um, Not only that, and our Mishnah is teaching us something further, that not only is the age, can the uh, can the husband say I don't want you to uh, to give someone else the um uh, to, for someone else to ho- hold on to my item. Also, in that case, the get will not be valid if an agent appoints another agent. Let's say he's sick, right? So if it was it was a simple uh, command, just uh, just get give deliver the get, then that would be okay. However, if it's a double command, deliver the get and get my CD collection. Uh, and then the, the first uh, shaliach gets sick and appoints a second shaliach and let's say second shaliach does it, uh, the get still may be no good why? Because this is equivalent to other cases where a shaliach doesn't follow precisely the, the instructions of the husband. For example, if the husband says, I want the, uh, tells the first agent, I want you to deliver the get in the house. But he doesn't he goes and delivers it in the attic or i want you to use the right your right hand and he divorces her with his left hand right so in all these cases the husband had said a specific instruction and it was not done if it's not done the way the husband wants then the get is invalid and for that reason it's a bad idea to appoint a second agent because the second agent is not going to hear the details of the instructions and therefore is more likely to mess it up. Um and this in this case also will have a similar problem of messing it up as follows De kula ape, kula um, in this case, this makhluk between Delakish, everybody would agree that if she comes out first, right she uh, the wife uh, sees the, uh, the agent coming, and, uh, and she knows that he's going to want his CD collection. So she comes and she gives the CD collection first to the agent. The first agent or the second agent if there if he appoints a second agent and only then the agent gives her the get everybody will agree that the get is a valid get because the this was done properly um, uh, the because uh, 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 there uh, because he already has the uh, the item uh, the agent has the item and then the get is delivered and so that would be the get would be proper uh, for sure according to Shlakish that would be proper and even according to the Bi'ochanan see the Bi'ochanan says if you do things in the wrong way like the wrong order then that would be a problem, Um, but here it was done in the right order, so fine, the get will be valid. But if the husband gave specific instructions, and he said, to the agent, first I want you to get my CD collection, only then give her the bill of divorce, right? I'm afraid if you give her the bill of divorce first, then she's going to go keep it, and I don't want that to happen. So he gives specific instructions about the order that things should happen in. And then the agent goes and does it the wrong way, and he gives the get first, and only then he takes the CD collection. That is a problem, according to the Biachanan, um, uh, the get will be invalid, and that won't matter whether it's the first agent or second agent. says if the first agent does it, he didn't follow the husband's instructions exactly. and therefore when you don't when you give the get with the left hand instead of the right hand, the get is no good. When you do the wrong order, the get is no good, and all the more so. If you send an agent therefore um, back in in our mishnah when the husband says i want you to go and give the get and also collect this item he wanted the item to be collected by the first agent not by the second agent and now by going by violating that stipulation the entire get may very well be Cancelled. Whereas according to Deshakish, uh, says it's fine. The get will be fine. Even though the husband said, I want you to do it in this order. But after all, he gave the get. So it's true, the agent did something wrong. Maybe the agent will be more responsible um, if something gets messed up. But the get is a valid get, if the for if, if the even if it's the second agent, and all the more so. Um, if it's the first agent, and so this is a fundamental machloket here between Rabbi Yochanan and Resh Lakish. Um, uh, that according to Resh Lakish, the problem here in uh, this Mishnah is only the monetary part of it the f- first agent cannot appoint a second agent because the husband because of the financial part the husband says i only trust you the first agent with my cd collection and not the second agent but if he did appoint a second agent and delivered the get the get would still be valid it's just that the agent is not allowed to do that because of the monetary value and then he'll be responsible if something goes wrong However, so that's therefore this is the same law as you cannot allow to sublet I can't. I can't. If I lend you my car, you can't give it to someone else. And if you do that, you're going to be responsible for whatever happens. Uh, whereas according to the Khanan, the the problem is more fundamental. Not only is it a problem with that pikadon, it's going to be a problem of the get itself because this is like a stipulation. I'm giving. I want you to give the get in this way, all right? With the right hand, not with the left hand. I want you to give the get and get this item, and I want you to get the item first and only then give the get. Uh, so because of that. Um, the husband is particular about how it's given and the order um, that he gets the item. Uh, uh, that he gets the item in, he wants to get the item first. And so, therefore, since the husband did not want the this item to be in the hands of a second uh, shaliach, so that goes against the stipulation of the husband. Once it goes against any part of the stipulation, the get is in fact invalid. Uh, next Mishnah is about a messenger bringing a get from overseas. Hamevi get midinatayam vechalah. Uh, So he's bringing it from overseas to Israel and he gets sick. And uh, now the problem is he has to say the formula. And so the second agent can't himself say it was written in front of me because the second agent was not there. And so the solution is that the first agent goes to a a betin. And in the betin, he makes a second shaliach, and in front of that betin, he says, Since the first agent already submitted the formula to the first betin, so that's the pre-ratification of the get. And then the second uh, agent will not have to say the formula. Rather, the second agent says, I am a messenger from the court. In other words, the husband gives it to the first agent. The first agent submits it to the court. And so now he's done, and he says the formula. Now it's officially ratified. The second agent is not an agent of the original husband, but rather an agent of the court. Courts can make agents, and so the gift has already been accepted and ratified, and now the second agent will bring it from the court to the wife. So the rabbis told Avimi, the son of Rabbi Abhu, "Listen, can you go ask your father, Rabbi Abhu, the following question: Shaliach de Shaliach, Shaliach o la? Can a second Shaliach make a third Shaliach?" Or no, maybe only the first Shalich can make a second one, but that's it, it stops there. <speaking in Hebrew> and so uh, the, the the son, Abimi, said, No, this is not even a question. I'm not going to bother for, as, asking my father that question. I'll tell you, it's an easy answer. Because look at the language of the Mishnah, it says, Shalich Acharon, the last shaliach. It doesn't say the second shaliach, so uh, therefore we can deduce that you can yes make the second shaliach can make a third shaliach and the fourth shaliach and all the way to the end and that's why it says shaliach acharon does not need does not have to say the formula. So uh, since it says acharon and not just the second one, it says yes um, a shaliach can the second shaliach can even make a third shaliach. but if you want to know a good question, here is a question that you should. Um, ask me to ask my father in a case where the second shaah makes a third shaliaah does he have to do so in a betin or even not in a betin? in other words he had the first shaliach who uh, came from the came from the husband he went he got sick so he went to the betin and said the, second, the, the that the appointed a shaliach. now if that second shaliach wants to uh, uh, can't make it and wants to appoint a third shaliach, does he have to go to Betin and the Betin will then appoint the shaliach, or can he do it himself? And the rabbis told him, No, that question we don't have to bother asking because we could figure all that out also ourselves, since it says in the Mishnah that the final shaliach doesn't say uh, the formula, rather he says, I am a shalich betin. That means that the final shalich, whoever it is, the third shalich, the fourth shalich, does have to say, I was sent by Betin. And therefore, it's evident that the second shaliach, if he appoints a third one, would have to do it in Betin so that the third shaliach can say, I am a messenger from Betin. Right? So from, uh, the, from the, the, the second one on, uh, would have to, even the first one has to go to a Betin in this case, and then the second and third, they all act as a messenger of the Betin and have to say a messenger of the Betin because they can't say, and so yes, a Betin will have to send them. All right. Um, though that was one version of the conversation, but now that was anonymous. Now Rav Nachman Nachman has a similar conversation, uh, but with just a slightly different, um, a slight, a slightly different variation. Abhu Abhu. So again, the rabbis tell Avimi, the son of Rabbi Abhu, can you go ask your father the following question? de deShaliach. In this case, we were reversing the order. They're assuming that a second shaliyah can make a third shaliyah. The question is only, when he does that, does they have to go to betin or not go to betin? Go ask your father that. And uh, Rabbi Abu said, "Wait a second! Before you ask that advanced question, ask a simpler question: Can the second shaliach even make a third shaliach at all?" So the rabbis say, "No, that we didn't ask that because we figured that out ourselves, since the Mishnah says the last shaliach. Last implies that there were many steps. Uh, There could be." many steps along the way. So therefore, we knew that the uh, shaliach can make another shaliach. betin so we asked a more complicated question: uh, Does the second shaliach have to go back to betin to appoint a third shaliach? And be Abu, the son said, hanami betin ani. So well, this is that's also not a question. Right? Once you're deriving your answers from the Mishnah, look look at carefully at the Mishnah, um, and it says that the last shaliach has to say, I am an agent of the court, which means, yes, if a second shaliach appointed by the court makes a third shaliach, he has to go back to the court and the court has to appoint the third shaliach so that the third shaliach can say, I am a messenger of the court. And so we get to the same conclusion, but it's just a different order of the conversation between them, which I think is very interesting because you know it uses the word matne hachi matne as, as in uh, it was memorized, uh, which means not only tanaetic statements were memorized um, uh, for mishnayot, uh, um, but also this is a conversation between amora'im, and so not only amora'im who set up those are also memorized, but even here. A, a conversation between Amor Ha'eim was memorized and it was memorized in one format, although this, this one here is anonymous, but someone, uh, we don't know who, but someone transmitted it that way. But then it was transmitted also by Rav Nachman Baris Ha'ak in a different version. Um, and so we can uh, tell, uh, give a, get a nice clue here um, of the methods of transmission of the pieces of the Talmud until by the end at the end they were all put together in the way in the format that we have but what are the building blocks in the early generations they didn't have a full Talmud in the early generations so the building blocks are um short halakhot that were conclusions let's say of a lecture but also they memorized more or less at least in order if not word for word uh the uh, conversations of various amoraim next Amar Shalich Yisrael Ose Kama Shilohin Amar Imet Rishon Batlu Kulan says that within Eretz Yisrael so it's back to the previous Mishnah where you don't have to say a formula so then one Shalich can make another second Shalich could make a third Shalich and can go on and there's no problem with that because no one has to say a formula so they don't have to go to Betin um, and see just delivering the get it's not mere, mere words it's an actual thing that's what abba said Rabba says Yes, he agrees, you can. However, he says if the first shaliach dies, then all the rest are canceled because the fourth shaliach comes from the power of the third, and the third comes from the power of the second, and the second comes from the power of the first, who is is an agent and comes from the power of the husband. Therefore, since it's a chain link, if any of the links in the middle dies, then everybody after that is no good so said that now his son on the theme of sons right uh, reporting things um the son of says he says that which my father said um is oh, that he said in and in his youth but actually it's not correct um, if the husband died, then is there any significance to any of them? Uh, No, there would not be. But only if the husband dies. In other words, according to the son of Rav Asher, each of the agents um, has power directly from the husband. The first agent is transferring The agency from the husband to the second guy, uh, so that even if the first agent died, the second agent is not an agent of the first, but rather is now replaces him, and now is an agent of the first. Right? Since they all come from the... Power of the husband if the husband is alive, then all the agents can uh fulfill their agency, where if the husband is not alive, then that all the agents lose their agency, but they all report directly to the husband, and so this uh, according to mor Barav Hashem, um even if the agent before died, still the second agent third agent can continue to do their job. <laughs> okay, there was a certain guy, a husband, he sent a get to his wife, and he told the agent, here, go get this, give this to my wife. The agent says, I don't know who your wife is. Right, I don't. I never met her. I don't know what she looks like. So how am I going to give it to her? So the husband said, "Okay, fine. Give it to Abba Baminomi, uh, this person there, and uh, he knows my, who my wife is, and he will then go and give it to her." Okay, good plan. But here's the problem: the agent got to that place and he couldn't find Abba Baminomi either. And so he, he couldn't find this guy. However, he did find these, the following three sages. Um, this means he went to Eretz Yisrael or was in Eretz Yisrael. Um, so these are these are three sages of uh, in Eretz Yisrael. You can tell from their names, right? They have a Rabbi Abhu, Rabbi Hanina, Rabbi Yisraq. Um, they were sitting together and it happens to be that Rav Safra, Rav Safra was from Babel. but he would travel, he was a merchant, he would travel back and forth and so Rav Safra, the Babylonian, was among them and this agent comes to them and he says, okay, here's great sages here, let me ask them what to do. So they said, listen, uh, with the three uh, sages from Israel said, Give us the get, and uh, when Abba Minyomi comes, we will give it to him, and then he will give it to her, right? There's no point in you having to wait here. Who knows? It could be many days before Abba Minyomi returns. And so this seems like a good solution. So we have here is an agent, right, the first agent. He's supposed to give it to Abba Minyomi as a second agent, but he's not around, so they're going to have an intervening agent, which will be these these sages. Um, and then these sages will give it to Abab as the as a third agent. And we just said that an a- agents can apply, can give it to other agents within Eretz Yisrael. And so this case is within Eretz Yisrael. So it should be fine, right? Rav Safra, the Babylonian, who was, uh, who was sitting with them, said, No, this is not good. The first agent is not an agent of divorce. He's only an agent of delivery to another guy in other words the first if the first husband the case we were talking about before is the first husband said to the first to the agent give this to my wife so he's an agent to effectuate divorce if he can't do it he appoints a second person to effectuate divorce, that's fine. That that can be transferred. But in this case, because the husband said he, the the agent said I don't know her, so the husband said, fine, just be a delivery agent, delivery man, right? Just like the postal service. Here, just deliver this to Abba Minomi, and he will be my agent to effectuate the get. But the husband did not authorize the first agent to effect effectuate gedushin, and therefore. He does not have the authority to give it to anybody else. He doesn't have the authority to give it to this Betin and tell them then to give it to the uh, Abar Minyomi. And after Rav Safra said that, the sages, the other three sages were embarrassed. They realized they made a mistake um, that they didn't distinguish between these two types of agency, but that's not the end of the story. Uh, so now Rava, uh, uh, reflecting on the story, said Rav Safra struck a blow to these three ordained sages. See, in Eretz Israel they had official semicha, that's why rabbis from Eretz Israel called it a b. In Babel, they did not have that same level of official semicha, and that's why it's called Rav. So Rav. Who didn't have official semicha? Look how he uh, rebuked and corrected these three robbers of Israel that have semicha. So says, he's actually defending the Eretz Israel, three rabbis, and says, what what kind of rebuke was this? Did the original husband, did the husband say um, that to, to the agent, okay, give it to Bar, Binyom, Bar Binyomi, and he will deliver the get and you do not deliver the get? He didn't say such a thing. In fact, originally the husband told the agent, you deliver the get. Then he says, I don't know who it is. Okay, fine. Yeah, you can give it to Abba Ben instead. But he never revoked the agency. Really, the agent is a full agent to give the get. If he would find out who it was, he would be able to give the get himself. Um, but this was just an uh, easy way uh, to find her. Give it to Abba and therefore he was a get. He was a, an agent. Authorized to do get, get, uh, to give the get, and therefore it was fine, totally proper for him to appoint the three rabbis to um, hold the get and give it to Abimelech to give it to her, and there was no problem. The three rabbis were correct. Rav Safra's rebuke was not uh, accurate. That's one version of this conversation. Iqad The another version, switches them. Amar In this version, Rava is defending the three Yisrael Rabbis, and he said that Rav Safra rebuked the three wrongly, wrongly rebuked because of this. In fact, he was an agent, a full agent. He could even give the get if he knew who, who the woman was. So it was totally fine to do that. Rav Safra should not have gotten involved. Amar Rabasheh Amar Le Abar Yomi, comes to defend his fellow Babylonians, Rav Safra, and says, um, uh, what what do you mean it was a mistake? Rav Safra was not mistaken. After all, their husband said, Um, uh, you know what? You don't know, you don't know who my wife is? Okay, fine. You will not be an agent for the get. Give it to Abba Baminomi. You will just be a uh, UPS man, um, and you will not give it. Give it. He, he revoked that authority, and therefore um, uh, the agent did not have authority to give it to a third party. These three rabbis. He had to. He had to. He could only give it to Abba And Rav Safra's rebuke was in fact correct. All right. So the two versions are arguing about uh, what exactly was the husband's. Uh, formulation or intention when he uh, appointed this agent. Next, So a husband gave, uh, sent a get to his wife with an agent, and he told the agent, I don't want you to give it to her until after 30 days. I don't want it to happen right away. I want uh waiting time. Okay. latin you mean But the agent he became anus, he was not able he to uh to deliver it for whatever reason. He couldn't wait 30 days before delivering it. He's in the place He's like I gotta go, I can't wait here. Right? Something came up. So he comes to Rava to figure out what to do. Mishum Rava said, Well, what's the halacha? If someone is the agent gets sick, then the agent can can appoint a second an agent right what's the reason uh, for a sick person because it's something beyond his control this also is something beyond your control right the uh, permission for a uh, an agent to appoint another agent that we saw in the previous mishnah is not necessarily only because he's sick it will include any um, anything that was beyond your control you can't stay here you won't be able to fulfill your mission so you have to give it off to someone else so here's the solution amale lebatate Lavan said, Give the get to us, right? To to me, to my betin. And in 30 days, um, uh, we will appoint an agent. Our, my betin will appoint an agent and give it to her. No problem. But Rabanan told Rava this is a problem because this he, the agent is not an agent to give a get. Now, he was authorized to give a get, but not now, only in 30 days. And so this agent right now is only still in the delivery period. Uh, still in the traveling period of his agency and is not yet an agent authorized to give a get until 30 days. He's not authorized to give a get. And so a regular agent cannot appoint someone else to be an agent to deliver a get, and so this uh, second agency is no good. Amar latin however, Rava responded and said, no, this is different. Since in 30 days, then he will be able to uh, deliver the get, so he is like a, an agent that can give a get, right? It's just uh he has to wait, right? There's a condition here. He has to wait 30 days, um, but even right now, you can call him an agent to deliver a get, right? just that he has to take certain steps and waiting is one of them. And therefore, since he is a regular agent to deliver a get, he can, in fact, appoint someone else and he can come and appoint this bet in to deliver the get on his behalf. Okay, Now a new problem, why don't you worry in such a case, uh, and this is now besides the, the fact that he couldn't fulfill it, and had to give it to a bet dean. Right, Just in the plain old case, the husband gives it to the agent and says, deliver this in 30 days. Can he deliver it after 30 days? Don't you have to worry that maybe in the meantime, the husband changed his mind and says, you know what, I really love my wife and I'm going to stick with her. Um, see, if the agent, if the husband tells the agent, deliver, this right away, as soon as possible. Even though the agent it might take him time to travel, but then we assume, okay, the husband decided he can. Uh, the agent can go ahead and give it. But if there's a waiting period, then we have to worry. Maybe the husband changed his mind and doesn't want it to be delivered. Um, And now, where do we see we're going to prove that we do worry about such a thing? In a similar case, If a husband is going away on a trip and he says, Listen, um, I want this uh, get uh, that I'm delivering now to be effective from now if I don't return in 12 months. And he dies uh, within twelve months, so the get is effective, right? Because it's retroactive. He he didn't. He's not returning. He died six months later, so he's not returning within the twelve months, and therefore retroactively, the get is good. That's what the Mishnah said. When we analyze this, we, says, we, we said, Wait, don't you have to worry? It's such a long time, 12 months, maybe somewhere in the meantime, while he was away, he said, I gave my wife the get. If I, you know what? I don't want to divorce her. And so Rav explained that this Mishnah is true only if... The husband added that my wife is credible to say I didn't arrive. You don't have to do your own investigation to see, oh, maybe the husband did arrive. Maybe he came. Maybe he's in the house. Maybe he came for a day and he left. And then and maybe then maybe they made up in the meantime. No, you don't have to do any of that. The husband says, I want my wife to be credible. If she says I didn't come back, then I didn't come back. Now, if, since he says that, that shows that the husband is not going to change his mind, right? If he's giving the all the credibility over to the wife... Um, and then that means he's like, you know, listen, I'm really not changing my mind, and um, if I don't come back, she can say so, right? If he wanted to hold on to the possibility of changing his mind, then he wouldn't give his wife that authority. And this only in this case when he adds this word, these words. That's why we don't worry that he changes his mind. Otherwise, we uh, we have to worry that he does change his mind and is pacified. Maybe he was angry at his wife. But now, after some time, after uh, uh, a year in this case, after 30 days in our case, maybe he's pacified and he wants to get back together. So, you see, we do have to worry about it. Ichsif Rava was embarrassed and he said, Oh, no, I, maybe I made a mistake in my ruling because I didn't, you're right, I didn't take that into account that I, I was just concerned about the fact that he said, Listen, I have to leave and I can't do the 30 days. So, he said, Okay, we figured out an answer, appoint the betin. But there's a second problem here. If he says, if, he's, if the husband says, delivered after 30 days, then we have to worry. Maybe he was pacified and changed his mind. But in the end, Ravah realized that he was right over after all, because because it turned out that they were not fully married. It was only an arusa. They only did kiddushin, uh, and so Ravah said, "Okay, fine. If the rabbi is worried about the husband changing his mind." For a nisua, would they also worry about it? For an Arusa, for a nisua, makes more sense. They were fully married. They know each other well, and therefore the husband maybe he got angry, but now he may he might change his mind and be pacified. And he loves her, and he knows her, and so he wants to he wants to be back with her. But an Arusa, they hardly know each other. Arusa in those days, they went out on uh, you know one date, maybe zero dates. Maybe the parents set them up, right? They barely know each other, and so if they he sent a divorce, it's very unlikely that all of a sudden now he's gonna say oh you know what I really love her I miss her yeah, They're they're not uh, so connected uh, since it was only in Arusa and not yet in the Su'a, and therefore Ravava said oh you know what I was right and, um, in allowing this divorce paper to go through and last uh, question that Rava said you know what we have i have a real question regarding this when a betin appoints a second agent do you have to do that in the presence of the first agent or not like in this case that we just had um, the 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 first agent gave it to the betin, and the betin's okay. We'll take care of it. Do they have to then and there in front of the first agent give it to the second agent, uh, or not? Um, I guess the difference would be, you know, is the first agent actually, if the if the agents are there together, somehow it's directly going from the first agent to the second agent with the betin uh, mediating, or is it go to the betin and then from the betin uh, separately to the second agent? <laughs> (laughs) and then Rava was able to figure it out himself and he concluded, yes, in fact, the Betian can appoint the second agent, whether in the presence or not in the presence of the first agent. And after Rava figured out himself, he also got a message from Eretz Yisrael. He said he had sent this question, and he got back the same conclusion that, yes, the, uh, the Betin can appoint a second agent, both in front or even not in, not in the presence of the first agent. And so, you see, Rava's uh, intuition was, again, con- confirmed to be correct. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen ve'amen.